Welcome along to Spin Now with me, Katie. And this week's special guest I'm very excited to catch up with. Every week on the show, I use my special guest slot to talk about different topics across the board. It can be anything. And I love to educate and inspire when and where I can and support campaigns. And this campaign is so, so important. And I'm so excited to catch up with Katrina Fanarin Mullins today. Thank you so much for joining me on Spin Now. How are you, Katrina? Hi, Katie. Good, thank you. Thanks for having us. Well, we have a lot to cover on this morning's show, so I want to start by giving the listeners a little bit of a feel about who you are and what you do. So you have a beautiful son, Ethan Mullins, and he has a a condition called MPS. Can you tell me a little bit about Ethan and what MPS actually is? Yeah, of course. So, yeah, Ethan is our eldest son, Um, He is 14 and at the age of two years and 10 months old, he was diagnosed with um, an ultra rare condition called mucopolysaccharidosis, if you can say that uh, 10 times fast, you'll be doing well, Um, also called MPS type 6. Um, Essentially, it is known as a lysosomal storage disorder. Um, and it's like I said, it's ultra rare, and it affects effectively every cell in his in his body. Um, he endures as a result of that significant health complications. So it's a progressive degenerative condition, um, and he's under the lifetime care of Great Ormond Street Hospital under numerous departments. Um, so yeah, it, it affects him in, in lots of ways. Um, he undergoes surgeries almost every year. He has, you know, disabilities, uh, deformities within some of the structures um, of his bones. Um, so it's difficult. It's a, it's a challenging condition to navigate with. But um, yeah, he's, he's he's doing well. He's doing really well. But it's it's been a difficult journey. Yes, you have been advocating to let people know about this condition for years now. Tell me, how is Ethan doing now? Well, he's doing really well. Um, so. The prognosis that we were given at diagnosis was um, pretty horrific, to say the least. But uh, we were lucky enough to be on the side of um, science where they had introduced a therapy, an enzyme replacement therapy uh, for children with MPS type 6. Um, There are other types of MPS, some of which have got, obviously, the same treatment as Ethan, and some unfortunately still don't have that. So the, the prognosis for those children is obviously incredibly sad. Um, but we were lucky enough, like I say, to have been able to access this treatment via Great Ormond Street. And as a result, we've been able to give him uh, a version of the enzyme essentially that he's missing every week uh, since he's been diagnosed. So that in itself is a, is a challenge. Um, and that has enabled him to live a much better quality of life than he would have done he not have access to this treatment. Um, that said, it, it doesn't mean that it's been an easy ride. You know, the, the weekly treatment in itself means that it's very often a day off school. It's a five or six hour infusion intravenously. We do do it here at home, which is great. We don't have to go to the hospital anymore for that. Um, but it does mean that it has slowed down, I suppose, the progression of his condition. So his mobility is, is um, better than it would have been. Um, his growth is better than it would have been, you know, his, his heart, um, his sight, his hearing, all of the other things that are affected um, are, are fairly stable at the moment, which is, you know, if I think back to 
11, 12 years ago and where we were, you know, I never would have imagined that he'd have been doing as well as he is. So, yeah, really, really happy to say that he's doing fantastically well at the moment. That's amazing. This is a rare condition, but here in Ireland, how many kids actually have MPS? So it does, but it's an incredibly rare condition. Um, so all, all told, Ethan's specific type, which is MPS type 6, has less than 1,100 people uh, in the world, actually. Wow. Um, from my understanding, I, I believe there are only about 30, between 30 and 40 children in Ireland uh, with MPS. Um, and like I said, that, that kind of spreads across the varying types. So it is incredibly rare. Wow, it is shocking and crazy. I have to say, I did not hear of MPS or what it was until a couple of years back when a friend of mine, Clinton, brought it to light for me yeah. and, and explained mm -hmm. it to me. Uh, ye are amazing parents yourself and Keith. Ye have been advocating for this for years now. What age is Ethan at the moment? Um, yeah, so Ethan is 14. He will be 15 this year. And as I said, he was diagnosed when he was two years and 10 months. So it's been uh, 11 years we have been um, advocating. And, and I guess that's something you kind of get thrown into as parents with child with the rare condition. You know, it's not something you ever expect. And like you, we had never heard of it. There's, there's no history of it in, um, in our families. Uh, you know, it's something that it hit us really out of the blue. Um, so it was a shock, and and like I said, to be honest, it was the first few months was incredibly difficult. But where we kind of flipped a coin, if you like, was on fifteenth uh, of May, two thousand twelve, which is uh, MPS International MPS Awareness Day, which obviously we had never heard of, um, and that was obviously our first. So it was this case of either staying in bed and wallowing away in self pity and, and despair and grief, if I'm honest. Uh, or getting up and, and just being positive and so clearly chose the latter. Well, look, um, and we decided to really advocate for him. Mm -hmm. Well, honestly, I, I hear you. I have a, a boy with special needs and it's that, isn't it? That there's your choices. It's you lay down and cry <laughs> or you get up and mm -hmm. fight. Um, so I commend you on that. Listen, when we get back, we are going to be talking about what you have done in advocating MPS over the past couple of years. So do keep it here on Spin Now. We'll be back very shortly. Welcome back to Spin Now with me, Katie. And I'm still joined with Katrina. She is chatting about her beautiful son, Ethan Mullins, who has MPS. And they are driving some serious awareness around this. And I wanted to dive in, Katrina, to chatting about the advocating ye have done over the past couple of years, ye have done so much. I remember the Blue Wear Day campaign. Uh, I remember advertising a little bit around that. Talk me through from when he was diagnosed up until now, what work ye have done for advocating and advertising MPS. Yeah, of course. So when he was diagnosed, like I say, those first few months were um, a bit of a blur. <laughs> If I'm honest, you know, your world literally comes crashing down when you get a diagnosis like this. Um, so once I had time to, I think, realize that, you know, take a bit of perspective and enjoy every day. And um, as cliche as that sounds, you know, when, when you're faced with something like this, that is the way you choose to live your life. Um, so like I said, the MPS Awareness Day was something I'd never heard of. And it um, was introduced to me by the charity that supports uh, families with 
um, MPS diagnoses. And they in the UK, they're called the MPS Society, UK. Um, and again, I think it's the MPS Society Ireland in Ireland. So we found out about this International Day. It's a small community, as you can imagine, being such a collection of rare diseases. Um, and it was a choice of whether I, as I said, stay in bed and wallow in my own despair or get up and do something about it. So a few days beforehand, I just thought Ethan's favourite colour is blue. And I, you know, the, the charity actually, coincidentally, they're over here, at least their logo was also blue. And I thought, I'll just get everyone I know to wear something blue. And I put it on social media, just on Facebook. Back in the day, it wasn't such a massive thing. And Twitter, and it just took off. Um, and people asked immediately, you know, where can I donate? Which, of course, I hadn't even thought about. So set, very quickly set up a fundraising page and just giving for the MPS Society Charities. And in that first 24 hours uh, before, obviously 24 hours, I set it up though, 24 hours before were Blue Day. And um, by the end of the day, on the 15th of May, we'd raised about £8,000. Wow. And we had hundreds. I mean, probably, you know, over 500 people that very first time wearing blue. And I just asked them all to post a photo of themselves on social media. So, you know, it felt like we turned the world blue. It was incredible. So, yeah, it was an amazing success. And, it, you know, it spiraled from there, really. And we have done it every year since. Uh, the following year, the MPS Society themselves approached us and asked if they could, you know, lean into the same campaign, which, of course, we wanted to try and, and help with. So it's now become uh, a national uh, Wear Blue Day event every year. That's amazing. Um, we, thank you. Yeah, no, we run it on Facebook mostly. So it's a Facebook event on our Hope for Ethan page. And we, it's a really simple ask. You know, it's just asking people to wear something blue take a photograph and post it and where possible uh, we do ask if people can support financially with a small donation which goes to the MPS Society Charity or Greater Ormond Street Hospital um, or into some sort of research uh, to find cures for MPS diseases and all told I think over the 11 years we've raised um, in all with ourselves and friends and family with the campaign over £70,000 which I'm very proud of. <laughs> that is amazing. Um, like, I was just going to say, Katrina, like, as a mother doing this for your son, it must make you feel so good that you've brought so much awareness and so much funding to a much-needed charity. Like, that yeah. must... Like, Ethan must be bursting with pride for his mum. Oh, thank you. I mean, it really, we're bursting with pride for him, to be honest. He's every year, you know, he... He loves the campaign, you know, his schools get involved and he sits and we, we don't show him every picture, of course, because, you know, he's we do now, but we didn't as he was growing up. But, you know, he loves just see all these people wearing blue. A lot of people with families and children, you know, they'll draw pictures and, and do big posters for him. It's been incredible. He's had so many opportunities from it. Um, I can't really articulate quite how phenomenal a feeling it is to see thousands of people globally because we, we get people wearing blue from all over the world and they keep coming back every year that's the other thing you know they, they're really invested in Ethan and and his journey and I think yeah I think it's really helped raise the profile for what was you know a very little known condition and I think we've, we've helped a small amount to making that kind of reach further so that people have become more aware of what it's like to live with a, a really debilitating condition. Well, I think you most definitely have. And I'm hoping my listeners today will jump on and wear blue for the Wear Blue 
campaign day. When we get back, Katrina, I'm just going to lastly talk about your new campaign. And I'm Mm -hmm. so excited to tell our listeners about it. So keep it here on Spin Now. Welcome back to Spin Now with me, Katie, and I am still joined in studio with Katrina Fennerin Mullins, who is Ethan Mullins' mum. Ethan has a very, very rare condition called MPS, and this mum has been absolutely killing it since he was born and diagnosed with advocating and uh, really getting what MPS is out there and she's back this year with this amazing campaign which is called the boy in the blue katrina tell me a little bit about this i'm excited it it seems like an amazing project thank you i mean we are too and credit has to go to uh, my wonderful husband kevin um for really igniting this part of our campaign so Essentially, on the back of the Wear Blue Day campaign that we've done every year, uh, a few years back, my husband, who is um, an incredible writer, um, he put into paper this incredibly poignant story about inclusion and disability, awareness and um, understanding of people who are deemed to be different. Completely inspired by Ethan, of course, and named it The Boy in the Blue. Um, We had hoped at the time, I really wanted to try and encourage him to kind of push forward with it. And then COVID hit and it all kind of went away, really. Um, And then fast forward to now and this year's World Blue Day campaign, as we were starting to do the planning, realised that MPS Awareness Day slash World Blue Day this year falls on the first day of Mental Health Awareness Week. And so the Boy in the Blue project was born. And um, Kevin had the idea to rework that story into a poem and then formulate this project around mental health to be able to be used across the week of Mental Health Awareness Week so that it would not only support other people and children and young people in particular with their mental health, but also to continue to raise the awareness that we're trying to do for rare conditions such as Ethan, which in this case is NPS. So the, the project is called... Uh, the Boy in the Blue, and it is effectively a mental health awareness art project. The poem, which, as I said, Kevin has written, it highlights parts of Ethan's personal journey and strengths that he's shown uh, through his journey and navigating through very difficult uh, mental health challenges in terms of medical interventions and how he's dealt with that. Um, And so we wanted to really use that experience and how we've helped him cope and navigate it and try and give back a little bit, I guess, to those who supported us over the years. The idea is that through Ethan's story in the poem, our readers could reflect upon their own feelings and experiences, their own thoughts and feelings, and relate it back to themselves and, and how it might help them to find that same resilience and that strength to deal with their own mental health issues. You're probably perfectly aware, as I'm sure most people are, you know, children and young people in particular find it and can find it very difficult to express themselves vocally around how they feel, around anxiety. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we're all very aware that COVID has had a huge impact on our children and young people. Um, you know, one of the impacts of COVID has been some of the trauma that many have gone through, um, bereavement, grief, and just the separation anxiety that's gone with that that a lot of children are now facing. Finding words to express those and understanding why they feel that way in the first place can be difficult. So, we think and we feel that expressing yourself through creativity is a much easier way for children to get 
kind of their thoughts and feelings out. So the idea is that they will read this poem in a classroom or a community setting or at home with their families. And then it will open and encourage discussion around how they feel themselves, connecting with the story itself and the boy in the blue. And then the idea is that they will go on to then create a piece of art representing either their favourite part of the poem, the whole poem in general, or just in general, kind of how they feel. So, you know, the art side of it is completely limitless. They could do a drawing, a painting, a sketch, photography, really whatever kind of works for them, and even write their own verses or their own poem. But essentially it's to encourage them to talk about how they feel and try to work through some of the mental health challenges that they might have. Wow. Can I just say honestly, wow, I'm absolutely blown away. <laughs> it sounds amazing and I and I couldn't agree more with you. It's it, you know, our kids have been affected through COVID and let's be honest, it's 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 a hard generation to live in and from the young to the teenagers to the young adults to the adults, yeah. we're all struggling in some way or another. Uh, tell me, Katrina, okay. how can people get involved? How can people help support this project and where can they find you? So, I mean, we personally, we, we truly believe that the poem, uh, the interactive art and writing elements are a great opportunity for this to be done in, in group settings, you know, particularly in schools or, you know, even in hospitals, community settings, therapy you know, art projects anywhere, really. Um, so the resource in the first place is completely free, which is to engage with it. Um, so far, it's seen a lot of interest from families, charities, schools, organisations, you know, who've already signed up to be involved with the project. We've created a very simple web page called theboyintheblue.com. And it's simply a case of jumping onto the site, having a little read about, you know, the project, and then popping in your email address so that you can access, a, it, it has to go by email, um, a, a pack that we've created, which includes the poem, printable PDF, um, to be able to be used in any sort of setting that you're delivering the project, even if it's at home. Some ideas around what you can do and how you can share your artwork afterwards so that we can then um, showcase some of that. And then also for any sort of a school setting, we've included a full presentation in there that can be done um, through PowerPoint. And then it's literally down to those who choose to engage with it just to create some of those amazing, we're hoping to see some amazing art and creative pieces. And the idea is that that can then be shared back with us or shared on social media so that we can essentially create a bit of an online community resource for people to continue to access, to find some support and togetherness in a project that we feel hopefully will bring people together through emotions, thoughts, feelings, etc. I love yeah, that. That's love the plan. <laughs> Katrina, if anyone wanted to follow Ethan's story and your journey, where could they find you on social media? So there's two avenues. So specifically for The Boy in the Blue, it is as simple as that. We're on um, the website, like I just said, theboyintheblue.com. We're on Instagram and Facebook as The Boy in the Blue. And we're on Twitter. It's TBITB, which stands for The Boy in the Blue, poem. And then Ethan's um, campaign page and, and his story where we kind of we get journal through his life a little bit in little snippets that is hope for Ethan with a, the number four in the middle on Facebook um, and again that's where we will create the event for Wear Blue Day which is on May 15th just to say as well actually if I can um, locally in Shannon they've really supported this campaign 
Um, and the town council out there has actually pushed this out to all of the community or all of the primary and secondary schools in the community. And they're doing a whole community challenge. They hope to get the school's artworks together and then they're showcasing them in a, in a big display in the town centre shopping centre mm-hmm. on this big kind of wall. So, you know, it's so a, a little idea, I guess, of just how really it can be brought together as a whole community, which I think would be amazing to see. Well, the support has been massive and it is much deserved. Katrina, I really appreciate you coming on Spin Now this morning and letting our listeners know about MPS. And I'm giving all my love to Ethan and he should be so, so proud of his mum. So thanks again for joining me on Spin Now. Thanks so much, Katie.